our most gracious and ever-living God. I pray at this time that not my words, but that your word would go forth, your living word, Jesus, your Son, and that your good news would take root and bear fruit in our lives. And these things I ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, Frank, for the words uh, of uh, introduction. And it's a, it's a joy, it's, it's a blessing, it's an interesting feeling um, today to in some ways be a guest uh, in one's own home, uh, my, my spiritual home, the Advent, for which, uh, for which I'm grateful uh, and for which I'm thankful. And it's interesting, too, because on Sundays, um, the scriptures we preach from are dictated to us. There's a calendar we follow and... Uh, and here's the scripture for the day, and, and, and there it is, and you go forward. Uh, but today, um, it's wide open. Um, so exciting for that opportunity. And I had planned on one particular text months and months ago, and had been uh, moving forward with that. And then, um, more recently, um, God seemed to um, redirect me, uh, and uh, certainly... Uh, from experience, both from the scriptures and from my own life as well, his plans are infinitely um, better than our own. Uh, and so I, I share with you now uh, from the uh, 15th and 16th chapter uh, of the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, and in this uh, portion, which I'll read in just a moment and, and invite you all along with me to reflect on it, uh, as we as we hear this, one of the things that I certainly hope that we will hear uh, and receive is um, the trustworthiness of God in relationship with you and with me. And so I begin with the 15th chapter uh, and the 36th verse. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark, but Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. 
And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, Before we uh, begin to uh, get into this, I think a word of contextualization um, is in order. This uh, passage, which I just read, follows um, uh, shortly after the council at Jerusalem. Uh, And the purpose behind the council at Jerusalem was this. This was um, early on in the life of the church, early on uh, in the faith, around uh, AD 40, give or take. Uh, And there was the issue of certain Judaizers within uh, the community of faith. And and basically what those people were saying was that it wasn't sufficient um, to believe uh, in Jesus. That Gentile converts to the faith um, also had to observe the law as well. They had to be circumcised. They had to follow and observe uh, various facets of the law. And they had gone into some of the Gentile Christian communities uh, demanding this of them. And so we... Um, Here in the 15th chapter, Luke shares with us how um, the various leaders of the church and the various believers came together um, in Jerusalem to uh, discuss these matters. And uh, in that discussion, um, Peter um, stood up in the midst of the gathering and not only shared with them how God had clearly directed him uh, in his ministry uh, and in his uh, sharing with the Gentile Christians, but we hear that in the midst of that gathering, um, Peter said, Uh, Essentially, why are we asking them to do what we couldn't do ourselves? Uh, And we're told that Peter said to the people, but we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. And we hear that they were um, silent after that. Um, Peter said, why are we asking him to do something that we couldn't do ourselves? We have come to know um, that our hope that our assurance, that our salvation comes through um, the grace of the Jesus, through the grace of Jesus, rather than um, our own ability um, to measure up. Peter uh, proclaims the message of the gospel, uh, and Paul and Silas likewise share um, the amazing ministry which they had among the Gentiles. And we hear that they went forth uh, from that meeting to share the good news with the other churches and to strengthen them. Uh, and to uh, give them words of hope, words uh, of encouragement, words of support. But we hear that shortly after um, their excitement as they had gone forth, we see, uh, as so often happens in life, um, shortly after um, their excitement, there arose a conflict between Paul um, and Barnabas uh, regarding John Mark. And we hear that Paul didn't want to take um, John Mark along because earlier in one of the missionary journeys, Long and short, John Mark got homesick. Uh, he was um, afraid. Uh, and we hear that he returned home. He, he left them uh, in the middle of the mission that they were on. And as a result of that, we hear that Paul um, does not want to take John Mark um, with him. Uh, and he and Barnabas uh, set uh, about the same proclamation of the gospel, but going uh, to different towns. And uh, just as a brief word, I'd like to say this. In regard to John Mark, John Mark is the author of Mark's gospel, Mark. And so one of the things that we see was that this, um, what would have been in some ways a rejection, what would have in some ways been a failure, what would have in some ways been um, a discouragement, um, was not the final word. Uh, 
God was certainly bigger um, than that and was able to work um, through that and was able um, to work through the ministry of John Mark who brought us one of the Gospels, um, which we have um, this day. But we hear that they um, go their separate ways. We hear that uh, along with Paul and Silas, um, Timothy joins them and begins to enter into the ministry with them. He will later go on to lead the church uh, in Ephesus. But then we get to the point that I always thought was so um, curious And so um, challenging to understand. We hear that Paul um, had big plans, uh, and he had good plans. He desired to go into Asia uh, and to proclaim the gospel um, to the people of Asia. But we hear uh, mentioned twice um, that the very spirit of God, that the very spirit of Jesus um, stopped them um, from entering into Asia. Uh, And certainly um, Paul uh, must have been frustrated Um, By that, he must have wondered um, why in the world God would be blocking him uh, from that which he wanted to pursue. And as I mentioned that at this time, does that um, resonate with any of you? Have any of y'all experienced uh, perhaps a detour um, and or plan B in your life? Uh, Have any of y'all had some wonderful, um, fabulous plans for yourselves that uh, seemingly came to naught, that seemingly um, were blocked or redirected? Um, Or perhaps those um, of people you love, there there is a chance that there is someone out there this afternoon whose life hasn't exactly worked out how you planned. Um, I feel feel pretty confident um, in that statement there, that for some of us, um, things didn't turn out exactly as we thought they should or exactly um, as we planned. And what I'd like to share with you today is this, is that even um, in the midst of that, and not just uh, despite, um, but in that, uh, we see that God um, is trustworthy. When doors open for us uh, and when doors close for us, we, we know um, that God is not a God who is capricious, um, but that he is sure, that he is um, certain, that he is loving, involved, um, caring, that he is active uh, in guiding and directing our lives. We hear that Paul had great plans, uh, and God uh, seemed to put a break to those because he had another plan um, for Paul, for his life, and for his ministry. Uh, he hits a roadblock. Frank mentioned a moment ago that uh, my wife... Um, Paul and I, uh, we did, in fact, uh, meet in, in driver's ed. Um, I, I was actually uh, in an accident on uh, driver's ed, but that's another story, actually, um, for, for another day. Um, uh, but uh, it seems that uh, I learned some, um, but not enough. Uh, recently, we were on a trip um, down to Florida, and as Frank mentioned as well, Paul and I have been married for 20 years, and um, I, I'm... I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I'm, I'm blessed. I also, um, after 20 years, I, I know certain things about our, our relationship, uh, about her. She knows plenty of things uh, about me as well. And, and we were traveling to Orlando because my son had a baseball tournament. She got this great idea that um, our daughter would be in this um, shamrock parade um, before we left Birmingham. She said, you know, Craig, it won't be a problem. Um, and, I, and I knew immediately it's going to be a problem. But, but anyway, here we go. We're going... It sounds like we're going to a parade, um, and, and Maisie was a, uh, a shamrock princess, and I mean, who could turn down an opportunity, for goodness sakes, um, to be a shamrock princess? Uh, and so we were, uh, we were waiting on this um, St. Patrick's Day parade again. We were, it was going to be over. Craig will be out of here by lunchtime. 
Um, well, it, it turns out the parade started at 1.30. Um, so, you know, maybe her lunchtime is different than mine. Uh, and so by 4 o'clock, we're, we're leaving town and we're heading down to Orlando. And I'm already, uh, I'm trying not to be crabby. Um, but I thought, you know what, I, I've got a great plan. We were going to go down. We're going to get down there reasonably early. We are going to stay with my aunt. I was going to see her. We were going to see my cousins before we went over to see Jack in the baseball tournament. And it was all, I had a good plan. Um, and, and I knew she was going to mess up the plan. Uh, and I was trying not to be crabby about it. And I was trying to roll with it. It's, it's going to be fine. Uh, but uh, we're on our way um, down, to, uh, down to Orlando. And it's, and it's getting toward uh, midnight. And, um, uh, and thankfully, um, her, her sister calls and says, look, we have all these um, points. Jerry travels all the time. Just let me get you a, a hotel room. You can stop. And I was like, well, okay, we won't stay with the family, but fine. We'll, we'll stop early. I think that's going to be a good idea. So let's go ahead and do that. And so she gets us a room uh, in beautiful Lake City, Florida. Uh, and uh, about midnight, uh, as we're driving down 75 in no man's land, uh, the left front tire uh, of my car blows out. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'd, gotten my, I'd gotten my discount tires. I thought I'd done, you know, I thought, boy, what a smart move on, on my part. It turned out to be a less than smart move. The left front tire blows out. I pull the car, thankfully, off the highway. Everything's fine, but there's a guardrail there, and so the car is, is wedged in, and I go to the back to get out the jack to change the tire, and, and Paul and the girls mean to say, you know, you... You can't do it, you're going to get killed. It's ridiculous, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to be safe, I'm going to go ahead and change the tire. Well, I go to the back, I get the tire, and I start jacking the car. Meanwhile, she's calling the police. She says, you got to get out here. My husband's going to get killed. You've got to get out here right now. She calls the tow truck. Within a matter of minutes, uh, both the police are there, the tow truck is there. They, they change uh, they change our, my tire, which I could have done myself, but they change my tire, uh, and we drive um, to Lake City, where thankfully um, her sister has reserved a room for us uh, and I uh, the next morning was uh, was Sunday morning and the only place in town open at seven was Walmart and so I go over to Walmart to buy um, four tires uh, I had to admit she's right maybe the Dale's discount tires were not the best decision so I get not just one but I go to get four tires but already I'm thinking how long is this going to set us back time-wise? How much is this going to set me back? And I can't believe um, that I had this great plan, but it was the Shamrock Parade that got us messed up from the start. And everything is, uh, is not working out the way that it needs to work out because I knew um, the way it needed to work out. And I had a plan, and it was a good plan, and if we had just stuck with my plan, it was all um, going to be done. And instead, I'm here at, at Walmart in Lake City um, at 7 o'clock um, on Sunday morning. And then I met my new friend, Patrick. Um, apparently, I thought I needed to get down to Orlando, but God sent me to Lake City um, to hear a man from Anastasia. Uh, and I meet Patrick, who begins to tell me his life story, which was absolutely fascinating. We had lived uh, in similar places, and we began to talk about that. He was There was a race, uh, there, well, there is a race called the Around the World Alone. Uh, and I remember they would stop um, in Charleston. Uh, it was these guys would single-handedly um, circumnavigate um, the globe. He had done that three times. He had played um, football at uh, Georgia Southern and, and mentioned that uh, in a scrimmage against Georgia Tech, he was a 400-pound guard. Uh, he's, he's only 200 pounds now, but he was a 400-pound um, guard. And he said it was back in the days of uh, cortisone shots and steroid shots, and he said they, he said they didn't 
They didn't care. They just wanted you to be as big and as mad um, as, as possible. Uh, and he said they were scrimmaging against Georgia Tech, and he got hit crosswise, and his knee was turned around. Uh, and uh, from that, uh, became addic- addicted to ox- OxyContin. And then, uh, as, as things went on down the line, uh, became addicted to heroin as well. And he said, I, he said, I still have, uh, I still have the marks. Uh, you can still see the marks uh, on my own. And then he said, but, but, but Jesus um, saved me. Uh, and one of the things, as, as we were talking, I was sharing some of my own um, story and my own past as well. And, and I mentioned that, you know, certainly there, there are plenty of things in my, in my past that I would love to change and that I'd love to undo. And then he said something which I thought was, was absolutely fascinating uh, to me. And it really it started me thinking. He said, you know, he said, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, and, and, and as I say, that, that, that particularly um, struck me. Uh, and the way he said it, it wasn't, he said that neither with, with pride um, or or, or with shame, and and I and I thought about that, and the reason um, that I think he said that because he he seemed to be, yeah, I mean, just a, a, a moving story, a, a compelling story, very much uh, a man of a man of faith. But I think the reason um, that he said that he wouldn't change a thing was because um, he had met the author of his story. Uh, he mentioned God's um, gracious intervention in his life. Uh, he mentioned um, the intervention uh, of Jesus in his life. And, uh, and again, his statement I don't think was one of pride. It wasn't one uh, of shame. It was one of a realization that, you know what, yes, there are plenty of things um, that I did wrong. Um, there were uh, plenty of ways in which my life um, was destructive and off track. And yet, uh, over and above all of that, and also in the midst of all of that, um, God intervened. Um, God uh, moved uh, in his life. God um, rescued him. God stood in his way and, and blocked um, his path uh, and redirected him. I share that um, with you because we hear that Paul has big plans to go into Asia, good plans, uh, and yet we hear that repeatedly um, he is blocked uh, and he is turned aside. But we see that he's not simply um, blocked uh, for no reason. We hear that a vision um, comes to him, uh, a vision certainly um, sent by God, and in that vision is a man pleading to him to come over um, to Macedonia and help us. And we hear that as Luke records that which Paul um, shared, that as they sought to go on to Macedonia, they concluded that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And what I would like to say and what I would like to share with you is this. In that call to Macedonia, um, perhaps you remember um, Paul's letter to the Philippians. Uh, The place um, that God called um, Paul to uh, was Philippi. And among uh, all of Paul's letters, his letter to the Philippians is the one that is filled um, with the most joy, uh, with the most um, sincere love and joy and thanksgiving. Certainly it's present in all of them, but the church in Philippi was the church uh, which in many ways captured the heart of Paul. Uh, It wasn't a particularly um, substantial church in terms of numbers, in terms of influence, but um, it was a church um, that the power of God moved in. It was a church for which Paul was immensely grateful because of their partnership 
um, in the gospel. And it's at the very beginning of Paul's letter to the Philippians that he writes, I thank my God and all my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel uh, from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace. Paul um, experienced what would have initially been frustrating, what initially would have been um, discouraging, that the way in which he planned to go was blocked. But we see uh, in the sovereign work of God, in the sovereign grace of God, uh, this tremendous blessing given to him. He was um, redirected um, to Philippi, uh, a church um, that he fell in love with, a church that encouraged him, a church um, that supported him. Not that that path and that journey was all easy, um, because in many ways um, it was like all of um, Paul's missionary journeys. When he went into town, he began to preach the gospel, and the next thing you know, there was a riot. Um, and Paul was beaten and he was um, thrown uh, into prison. There was a British bishop that said there must be something wrong with his ministry. Wherever Paul went, there was a riot. And whenever I go, they have a tea party. Um, but we see that Paul's uh, ministry there was not necessarily um, all easy. But yet even uh, in the midst of his time in jail, we hear that his jailer um, was converted as well. That the grace of God and the power of God moved in that community and moved um, in Paul's life as well. What I pray that you will hear um, this day uh, is this, um, that God um, is sure and certain, um, that he is trustworthy, uh, and that he is alive and active uh, and at work in our lives. And there is, for you and for me, tremendous freedom and tremendous joy uh, when we recognize um, what the character of God is like. Uh, And when we um, are able to haltingly begin to um, trust in him uh, and allow his guidance to work in our lives, the the doors that he closes uh, and the doors um, that he opens, because we know that he's not capricious, uh, but he works for our good. Uh, His will uh, and his wisdom um, are far greater than yours and mine. And we can have a tremendous joy. We can have a tremendous freedom. We can have a tremendous peace Uh, And Thanksgiving, when things work out as we think they should, uh, we can have that same um, joy and peace and freedom uh, when he redirects us uh, in other ways because of who um, he is. And we know who he is most specifically and undoubtedly in Jesus, uh, the one who's come forth um, into the world, um, the one uh, by whose scars we are healed. Um, the one who restores us in relationship with God through his cross and through his resurrection. The one who enables us to know both the love of God, the power of God, the presence of God in our lives, and to have a certainty um, in our standing with God based not on ourselves, uh, but on Jesus and our faith in him and the grace he's made available to us. I share with you one final um, portion of scripture, and it's from the fourth um, chapter of Philippians, as Paul writes, and he gives thanks for the support um, that they had sent to him. Uh, And Paul is able to speak with an assurance and a confidence because he knows the character of God uh, and that uh, in him um, he can be content. And he says um, these words, he says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length 
You have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The good news is this. God has care and concern not just for people like Paul, but for people like you and me as well. He is um, alive and active, desires to be in relationship with us, desires to give us uh, a strength and a security which come from him alone. Uh, And you and I uh, can have a hope and assurance in the character of our God uh, and enjoy the ways that he directs and guides us, knowing um, that his ways um, are the ways which lead to life and salvation. I pray now that God uh, may draw reluctant hearts and give doubting souls courage to believe this. For Jesus' sake, amen.